just the way he screams and he's so into it. Like, it's so... It's not just the scream, it's his face. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know who is, a, who is um, like, a, the same level of scream? Mm-hmm. Is uh, the tall dude from Home Alone. Oh, yeah. 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 What the fuck was his name? I can't remember, but yes, yeah. you are correct. We're if you could do about, it well. We're talking about Jake Johnson and... Uh, and New Girl. If you've not done yourself the favor to go watch New Girl, please do so. Darcy and I send each other one of two things. It's either Starbucks cup shit or New Girl shit. 100% of the time. That's it. It's so fucking good. It's so relatable. It's fucking hilarious. How many seasons are there? I think there's like seven, but they're like 20 minute episodes. I know my boy's in one. Mr. Dylan O'Brien. Yes. That was fucking hysterical, that whole episode. Aren't um, they all, according to you? No, they are. They are. But it's 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 the fact that he was... He would fit in so well with this cast. Yeah, but his real self. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I honestly have a hard time believing that there's even a script to this fucking show. It seems like it's all, all improv. So I think, like, all the, like, comedic parts... So, like, there's this one episode, right, where uh, I'm not really sure what's going on in the whole episode because I'm always so focused on Winston, right? So he decides that he's going to sit down and and do a puzzle. But Winston is kind of like an airhead. So he's, like, sitting there with all the pieces, and Schmidt's like, you know that you're supposed to start with the corners, like, because he's just grabbing pieces and trying to make them fit together. Oh, my God, no. And Winston goes, what do you think it's going to look like? He goes... What do you mean? What's it gonna look like? It's gonna look like what's on the box, Winston. And I think those little bits yeah. are like um just improv. So at one point, like Winston gets really weird with puzzles. Like he starts taking his clothes off. So in one scene, you find him with a hoodie, but he's got a leg through each arm sleeve, and he's wearing them as pants. And him and Schmidt are like walking in a circle, super aggressive, and he hits his toe on the chair, on the leg of the chair. He's like trying to it off but they continue on with the scene and they just keep that shit max greenfield is constantly breaking character because he cannot keep his shit together i love it it's fucking wonderful i bet the bloopers are even better i think the whole thing is a blooper i like that they keep all the stutters they they like any fuck up that they Mm do they it's when you have the right cast, oh you have the right cast. There's a Wayne's brother, I think, in there. What's his name? Oh, you know what? It's probably a son. It's not one of the OG well, boys. What's his name? Said that he had like 47 nieces and nephews. Well, because there's Damon. Um, He's got to be one of the... Sean. Damon Wayne's. Yeah, it's his son. So it's Damon Wayans Jr. Yeah. Yeah. I love that whole fucking family. He's Megan Fox is in a few episodes. Curtis Armstrong. I love him. Rob Rayner. Like Say no more. Jamie Lee Curtis plays Jess's mom. Oh, that's actually kind of brilliant. Yes. I'm telling you, this cast is like Justin Long was in this for where, a little where bit. Where do they have all the episodes? Everything is on Netflix. Nice. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. I'll start just for you. Lie to me and tease me because it's fucking wonderful. Sorry. Okay. All right. Um. Oh. Intro. Yes. Go ahead. <laughs> so, 
I'm sorry. I'm so sick. Um, my name is Man. She's Joe. We are Wicked Awkward Massels who get together every Wednesday to talk about pop culture things like movies, books, TV, and music. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Wham617. Go see our shit because there's some pretty good stuff on there. Yeah. So on the other side of comedy, there's tragedy. Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I am Vanessa Guillen on Netflix. It's a documentary. Um, <laughs> so... I remember like a few years back hearing about a girl who had gone missing after she, shortly after she had enlisted for the army, Mm. she'd gone missing on base and the family tried searching for her um, and they went to the base to ask for help. I don't know titles here. I didn't want to talk about this because I just don't, like I know what I retained, but uh, terminology wise, like I suck. Forget it. It's so fine. so she went like a sister, her sister, Vanessa's sister, went to the military base and asked for help. And they kind of just gave them the brush off. Mm. Now, I was not aware that things that happen on a base, like whether it's let's say it's murder, rape, whatever the hell it happens within the base are not overseen through the normal judici- judicial system that we have to go through. Correct. It stays within the military, mm-hmm. right? So, <clears throat> unfortunately, Vanessa's body was found however long after this whole thing happened. And the family and the community basically chalked it up to this particular base. Like, they had a history of doing this. <laughs> yeah. Sexual assault That's was what I remember. super high at this yep. particular base. And they, somebody within this base murdered this poor girl and disposed of her body. And the, like, people on top, like, they knew what was happening and decided to just not deal. So, since Vanessa's murder, her family has been trying to have a bill passed that whether it is murder or sexual assault or whatever, it doesn't get, if it happens on base, it It won't, it basically will go through the justice system just like everyone else. It won't be up to the military. Because a lot of, she was being sexually harassed Mm -hmm. by a superior. And that same superior is in charge of overseeing. (laughs) Isn't that some shit? Isn't that some fucking shit? Which is why they were giving the family the runaround. Yep. And not giving them answers. Because it was the superiors who were sexually harassing her. This, like, grinds my gears so bad. Yeah. It was another cadet that killed her. Um, Did we ever find out why? There was, like, a... I know it was, like, between him and the girlfriend that he had. Um, He had issues, I guess, or something. But um, he killed her out of anger and then sexually posed her, probably sexually assaulted her afterwards. That's what it was, yeah. And then he made his girlfriend help him dispose of the body. So... Um, but the sexual allegations that she was bringing up to her family were brushed under the rug. They were never addressed. They, that never happened. It, blah, blah, blah. But it, it just goes back to like the people in charge are the ones committing the crimes, but they're also in charge of how that crime is dealt with. So it's just not dealt with. Yeah, exactly. So there was a bill that, um. Did it pass? I think it did. I think they had to go three times. They spoke once with Trump. <laughs> yeah, that didn't get them anywhere. 
Forced. And then um, I think it was under Biden's presidency that the bill was passed. Oh, shit. So it's mm-hmm. like fairly recent. Yes, very. I don't think it's completely like where they want it to be. They're still working on it. Isn't that some shit yeah. that just. Uh, mm-hmm. It's when the, the systems of power just get you down. The but man. It's, but it's also and I hate to say it like this, but it's even like in the police like force. Right. Like. Although you, the brothers in blue take care of their own. Like, okay, so if you just saw this guy do a dirty kill, you're going to cover him for him because he's, you got to have his back. I would hope, I would hope that we're starting co- to correct those behaviors, but I know it's not, especially not in major cities. Fucking paid leave. Yeah. Until it dies down. The whole George Floyd thing. Like, how oh, long did that yeah. fucking take? Years. Yeah. And, and one went to jail. The other ones are fine. They're they're loose out there, whatever. I just, like, I don't understand how. So, like, if if you and I are working together, right, at the hospital, and I see you fucking up, I'm calling you out on your oh, shit. Oh, 100%. Like, I don't care that. I just, I, it, it goes along, too, with, like, men calling out other men. Mm. And I don't know if it's, if that's, like, the root issue. I don't know if it's because <clears throat> you have this mentality of, like, we're the brothers and, in blue or in combat or whatever, so we have to have each other's back. I'll have your back. Does not mean that I won't call you out on your shit. Yeah. I, the whole system is so fucked up. Yeah. The whole documentary. It was really sad. The documentary. The where is it? It's on Netflix. Um, the whole investigation was just frustrating. This family tried so fucking hard. It was very much. Um, they fucked with the wrong family. I because they really thought that the family was just, oh, they'll just, it's whatever. They'll just get over it and leave it. They just so would not. you thought. They made this their entire fucking lives, their entire careers. They pulled in their community. It was insane. And I you, think, and it's sad that you have to do that in order to get shit done. Um, Even I, if it's little. I could be wrong, but I think this particular base is in Texas. Let me look it up. Well, you know what? Honestly, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, yeah. But let me... I was going to ask you that, um, where where, where it is. Um, Fort Hood. Oh, yeah. Oh, it doesn't even say on here, like, where. New Google Fort Hood. Um, she joined the military, but once she was stationed at Fort Hood, everything shattered. And it's this particular base... It had a history of it. So in 2020, after telling her mother she was being sexually harassed on base, Guillen was murdered by a fellow soldier. Her story sparked an international movement of assault victims demanding justice. And this bracing, candid film follows the, her family's fight for historic military reform, a journey that takes them all the way to the Oval Office. And unfortunately, no farther. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Fort Hood. Yeah. Texas. Why am I not surprised? Mm -hmm. The largest military base in the world. In the world? Jesus. Um, When we say big, we mean the largest and most populated in the world. That's fucked. Yeah, 340 square miles. Ooh. Mm Mm-hmm. They have, it's, it's almost, so it was described as very toxic and dangerous and, um, it's almost like they have their own sets of laws there. It's almost like a gated community type of thing. Yeah. That's what at it this sounds point. Like. Yeah. Um, it's the only post in the United States capable of stationing and training two armored divisions. 
You want them fighting? Well, <laughs> you want them fighting for your com- country? Jesus. I mean, it was it was pretty disgusting. Um, it goes, um, so Fort Hood is in the middle of two popular Texas cities, Waco and Austin, about a 60-mile drive to each. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, Baylor University is there. Oh, yeah. That's just yeah. all kinds of fucked up. It is. Um, I felt, I felt so bad for that family. I felt bad for that poor girl. She, it looked like she was, she'd always like since she was little. She told her mom like, "I want to become a soldier." Her mom was like, "No, like that's not good for women. It's dangerous." She tried to talk her out of it, um, but she was dead set. And then came home one day and said that I enlisted. And her mom was like having the worst kinds of fears and feelings about the whole thing. And then for her daughter to end up dead is just, it's really fucking sad. That is really sad. Yeah. How old was she? Was she in her 20s? Yeah. yeah. And she had a fiance. Oh, mm-hmm. never. I'm all set. Mm-hmm. <coughs> you want to tell me about what you been up to? Speaking of fucked up military. Um, Seriously? Mr. Chuck Palahniuk is <sighs> a fucking... Master, like none of his books are the same. Like you know when you read something and you're like, oh, this is totally like Jody McCall. Yeah, this is totally <laughs> Stephen King. Yeah, I I can't do that with Chuck's. You books. can't pin them. No. Well, the only thing is that they're amazing and they're well written. That's, That's all I have in common. Yo, this book, I I swiped it. It is like. Less than 300 pages. I so wiped it. Is this the one where you had the weird language shit yeah. going on? Yeah. You sent me a picture of that one page. I was like, I would never be able to read this. And you were like, oh, you get used to it. And I was like, you're lying to me. No, nope, you do. So the book I'm talking about is Pygmy. And I'm going to read <clears throat> the uh, synopsis here. So it's a gang of adolescent terrorists, a spelling bee, and a terrible plan masquerading as a science project known as Operation Havoc. And it's basically young adults, and when it says young adults, they mean, like, elementary school, okay? Oh, my God. From a totalitarian state are sent to the U.S. disguised as exchange students. Um, They live with American families to blend in, but they're planning an unspecified act of massive terrorism that will bring this big, dumb country and its fat, dumb inhabitants to their knees. (laughs) This? Was that it? Yeah. This is Fight Club? Mixed with Lord of the Flies. One of those is a Chuck book. Yeah, yeah. I know. But that's what you read. Yeah. I li- The cast of the Lord of the Flies setting Fight Club. Yep. So I'm going to read you the first page because I want you to see, not the whole page, but this book, and I don't, I don't, I'm going to sound so. Stupid? Yeah. Not, not stupid, but like. A typical American who doesn't know how to also explain things. Oh, God. It sounds like someone is talking to you that English is their second language. Okay. So it's very broken English. So that's why it's hard to read. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was just the first chapter. It's the whole book. Oh Ready? <laughs> um, fellow operatives already pass immigrant control, exit through secure doors, and to embrace own other host family people. <laughs> Each now embedded among middle-income corrupt American family, all other homes, other schools, and neighbors of same city. By not after next to- today, strategy web of operatives to be established. 
Does that, do you know what's going on? No, I don't know what you just read. Um, it's <laughs> passport man, officer, nothing oh. behind bullet glass, open and reading passport book of operative me. He called, that's how he like referred to himself. He was operative me. And it's literally his, all of his dispatches are like that. And it's just him explaining the events of Operation Havoc. And it's so hard to read at first, but you do get used to it because he calls his, uh, uh, he calls his sister, like, cat sister. He calls, <coughs> like, the dad, like, pig man. Like, it's it's so hard to describe how this man wrote this book instead of reading instead of reading no i'm sorry instead of writing it in the character's native language yeah <laughs> end so of sentence what's it what's funny is so when i knew this was for real chuck there's a scene where so the operative our main operative is he doesn't even like heaven oh they call him pick me that's why the name the okay. book of the name is pick me which that technically a racial slur? I don't know. I don't even know what that means. Um, It's like a small adult man. Almost like dwarf, but not really. Well, I know dwarf is not... No, I know, but you know what I mean? Or whatever. Or derogatory is what derogatory. I meant. Um, well, let's find out. <clears throat> so, <laughs> there was a bully who had stolen his, like, his um exchange family's money. What? A member of certain peoples of very short stature yep. in equatorial Africa and parts of... So-, so, yeah, it's a racial term. Yep. Um. So, the bully had stolen money from his, like, host family, right? He corners the bully in the bathroom, fucks the shit out of him, completely rapes him, and it describes it in detail, like, smushing his face against the stall... His crying, how the cum tastes, like how it flows out of his asshole, how it he's got fecal matter on his fingers, like the whole fucking nine. And I was like, oh, oh okay, we're going there. Chuck, are you okay? No. <laughs> but in in turn, we get some entertaining fucking content. Like it was so fucked, but for some reason, I was like, the only person who could ever write this is Chuck Palahniuk. Like there is no other person. Also, why did you write that? <laughs> well, that's what my thing is. Because, I mean, I've got stories that live in my head, but never shit like that. And it's... Like, it, what What as an author makes... You know what? Rape? Great. Detail? Extensive. How do you even describe something like that and not know firsthand? I don't know. I don't know. But it was interesting because they, it would tell of their origins, how all of the operatives were chosen um, from all the kids within their country, and they were put into a special program to learn how to infiltrate. So they were born, like, from the age of four, they weren't really, like, people. They learned, like, scientific numbers. They learned elements. Like, they learned, they were very smart. 11 and 12? Yeah. So that they could infiltrate and then, like, put on Operation Havoc, which oh is basically God, just destroy everything worse. from the inside. An 11-year-old raped in another... Yeah. Um, yeah. So, is it good? Uh, I would not read it again. But it is, for what it is, it's extremely well written. Mm. The only mind it could come from, like I said, is Chuck's. And he continues to amaze. Yeah. 
So that is all I will say on the matter. Holy shit. Well, tell me about this because I've seen On a lighter note. There's a pig involved. There's Aquaman. Oh my god, it's so cute. Okay, so Slumberland on Netflix starring Jason Momoa. And what is her sweet face? Marlo Barkley. Of course her name is Marlo. Oh my (laughs) god, that's adorable. Chris O'Dowd and Kyle Chandler are also in this. Um, And... Your name, Marouche <laughs> Opia. No idea. Okay, so Marlo is a little girl, and she lives on a like on a lighthouse. Like they they take care of a lighthouse. Her and her dad. Her dad is played by Kyle Chandler. His name is Peter. Oh, I love him. Yeah. So um, he and her. She's homeschooled. Um, and like I said, they take care of the lighthouse. And it's her dream to grow up and take care of the lighthouse herself. Um, her and her dad are very close. He reads stories to her. He very much um, nurtures her imagination. Mm-hmm. And every night before bed, he reads a story and she has dreams and all that stuff, right? So, in the middle of a bedtime story, Peter gets a call that he has to go out to sea because um, there are people in trouble and they are, like, SOSing. Peter never comes home. Oh, yeah. And she had a dream of her dad falling into the ocean. It was like this dream that he kept retelling over and over again um, about this creature that lived in the ocean. It was huge. It was like a giant squid. And that was the dream that she had. And then when she woke up and went outside, her dad wasn't around and the police were coming in to basically like, yeah. So she's left in the custody of Chris O'Dowd. Um, oh, I love him too. He plays Philip. He's Peter's brother. They're estranged. He's does he have an American accent? Because he's a Brit. Yeah. Okay. So Philip sells doorknobs for a living, but he's made a very nice living for himself. He's got money. Um, very clean, very neat, doesn't know what the first thing to do with children, whatever. Now, how does Jason Momoa fit into all this? He's got horns. That's all I need. Yes. Not now. <laughs> so, Nemo goes to sleep at Uncle Philip's house, and she wakes up, and like, in her dream, and she is back in her house. She dreams that she's back in her house, and she finds... Jason Momoa, horns and all, covered in flies, rummaging through her house. They freak each other out. She's like, what are you doing here? What are you looking for? He's looking for a very special map that her dad hid. Okay. Because he knew her dad. The stories that Peter would tell Nemo were of him and Flip and how they used to go on all these adventures together. And when she goes into Slumberland, she finds out, like, she meets Flip. Which is like, I thought her dad's imaginary friend or something. Yeah. So he says that he's looking for this map and the map is going to lead them to these orbs. I'm sorry, these pearls. And with these pearls, you get one wish granted. And what Flip wanted was to wake up. Because in the real world, Flip went to sleep and he never woke up. And that's why he's stuck in dreamland. And you forget about yourself in dreamland if you spend too much time there. Nemo wanted to see her dad again. So they take off on this adventure to find the pearls. The pig is her stuffed pig. And it that comes to life. It's so fucking In Slumberland. Cute. Yeah. So <clears throat> she's now going to school in the real world. 
and she sneaks off and she falls asleep somewhere in the school. So the school thinks that she's out because she fucked around with an app of her uncle's. That she was going to be out for the rest of the month. And he thought that she was in school. So she gets found out. Every time she wakes up, she's just trying to go back to sleep so she could find Flip. Chaos ensues. It ends up being the sweetest thing I've ever seen. It's, is it a, like a PG type deal? It's for kids. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. It sounds so sweet. It is really sweet. Jason Momoa is like disgusting. He's literally got flies buzzing all over him because she's like, you smell and you're dirty. It's nice to see Jason Momoa in a different light. Mm. Um, he's like... Fully clothed. Yeah, that's nice. Oh, total flirt. Um, kind of gross. Um, aggressive. Emotional. Angry. Because he just wants to wake up. And this is the only way. And it's just... A lot of shit goes down, but it's really cute. I don't want to say anything more on it because I really feel like you kind of just have to live through the adventure. It, it's very much. Um, it reminds me of like Peter Pan, like the. the Neverland. Yeah, like those types. It has that kind of feel to it. Young but also, heart. but also very. Um, like. Uh, what the fuck am I trying to say here? Like, oh, it's almost like it has like also like a very Christmassy vibe for whatever reason. I don't know why. It's not a Christmas movie, but it, it's like that type of feeling. Like it just fills you. Ah, uh, yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Like it's warm. A heart happy movie. Yes, yes. So I was, I was good with it. It's on Netflix. Is it? Yeah. I see IMDb only gave it like a what, a six? Yeah, well, IMDb is stupid. 6.7. I'd give it like a, like a seven, seven, five. Yeah. The acting was great. She was wonderful. She was so wonderful. Their yeah. chemistry together. Hands hers down. and hers like, and Jason's. Um, like Thor and his daughter. Yeah. Very or um, or, um, or um Henry Cavill and um Millie. Like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm I, for I it. enjoyed it. The cast is great. Like a big brother type deal. A lot of CGI, yes. Well, yeah, if you're in Slumberland and you yes. have a pig stuffed animal running after yes. you. Um, so to bring it to a not fun place. For oh, my next what, one. Yeah, what the fuck is that about? Till. Like Emmett Till. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Oh my god. So the Thank last thing we're going to talk about is Till. It came out 2022. I was with Daniela and we went halvesies on buying it. So, um, talking about last week, we talked about racial shit. Here we go. Here oh we motherfucking go. It is 1955. You have Emmett Till, who is 14. His mama is Mamie Till Mobley. She is a single mama. Dad ain't in the picture. She has, she's very well to do. She has her jewelry. She has very nice clothes. They live in a beautiful house. Her mama is played by Whoopi Goldberg. Wow. Um, and he is the quintessential good child. Like, he is... He's a good kid. Happy. He dresses to the nines because it's the 50s. Mm-hmm. He's got his little fedora. He's really cool. So they come from money. Um, either that or she made it. I forget Probably how. Um, but they are, him and his mom, extremely close. Now, they live in Chicago. And up north, racism is still a thing. But it's not a thing that they kill you over. Mm-hmm. Unlike the South. And his her family was originally from Mississippi. And he was invited to go down and visit his cousins 
with a reverend of theirs that had was up visiting in Chicago and he lived in Mississippi and childhood friends, you know, so he was going to take Emmett down to Mississippi to kind of just give him new, I don't know, uh, an experience, I okay. guess, just to visit family. Okay. But his mom stayed behind in Chicago and she was so nervous because she knows that in Mississippi, you know, black people are treated very different. Your, yeah. Exactly. So she, she tried, like she said um, that she tried to teach him or tell him like how it was down there. But I guess he he just didn't realize to what extent. Yeah, how old was he? Fourteen. It's hard to comprehend those things. So our main uh, Mamie is played by Danielle Deadweiler, who I thought was Taraji P Henson because they look very much alike. But she was oh wow, fantastic. she does look like her. Fantastic. Emmett was played by Jalen Hall. We have Frankie Faison, who I only know from Down to Earth with Chris Rock. That guy. Mm-hmm. He played her dad. Um, we also have Haley Bennett, who we've seen, like, she's in The Equalizer, she's in a few other things. She plays a store cashier. And Emmett is down in Mississippi with his cousins, and they go into her store. It's during the day, and they're hanging outside, there's some seats, and, uh, the store cashier is a white woman. And he goes in, and he's looking around, and he, meaning Emmett, and he buys, he wants to buy gum. And... He was like, you know, you, you know, ma'am, you look like a movie star complimenting her. And he goes, see, like, like the woman in my wallet. Like he, he bought a wallet and you know, has it like, oh, like stock pictures. Yeah. yeah. It was of just like a beautiful woman and he hadn't taken it out and he showed it to her and she was like appalled, like, and it was a white woman in the picture, whatever. And so he leaves and she, you see her, she's just like very taken aback by everything that he, he doesn't How speak. How dare he speak to me? Exactly. And yeah. so. He goes outside, she comes out, and he catcalls her. Like, the whistle, like, woo-woo. Um, and his cousins freak the fuck out. They were like, Emmett, stop, blah, blah, blah. And she goes to her car to get a gun, but they drive away. Little do we know, she reported it. Oh, no. And the cops and some townsmen went to the reverend's house where Emmett was staying, and they took him. And, oh, I'm sorry. This is a true story, by the way. Yeah, I know. Um, most people don't. What? Uh, well, I, I, I mean, know. I knew, I know the name Emmett Till, but I don't know why when I, when you said, oh, yeah, I watched Till, like, it didn't, it wasn't clicking, but I know yeah. the Emmett Till story is real. Um, so they take him into, like, a shed, and they are mercifully beating him. And I am. Grown-ass men. Yeah. I am very thankful that the filmmakers did not show anything. It only lasted, like, you hear Emmett screaming and i felt so sick to my stomach but thankfully it didn't last long yeah because they jumped to a different scene thank god mm-hmm. um but so her mom finds out i mean his mom finds out and it's like chaos from there and it's the whole thing of she goes down to get his body at first they didn't want to release it it was days later they found the body like floating in the river so it was very bloated so the, were they saying that they had it well, because you said they didn't want to release it. They didn't want to release it up to Chicago. They oh. didn't want to, like, they wanted to just bury him in, like, a pauper's field. Oh. Um, but she's like, no, my boy is getting a gravestone. He's coming home. So she went down. She met the train with her son's body, and they she had to do, like, a um, an identity. Like, she had to identify oh, him. God. But she couldn't because his body was so bloated and so beaten that but she could tell, like, based on his body markings, like. That that was her son. You know. Mm-hmm. And. 
she's the one who purposely made him have an open casket so that she could show everybody. And she invited like thousands and thousands of people to his funeral so that they could see what happened to him. And so the story is mostly about his mom's fight to get this, like to get the people who did it arrested, which it does show a little bit of the trial. The jury was all middle-aged white men. Yeah, which is so, oh my God. And the judge was a middle-aged white man. And it's it was interesting to see the the difference in race between her lawyer was what race? Um, I believe he was white, but um, like she was in the press box, like she she wasn't even like sitting, sitting at with the bench yeah. or whatever. Um, and and then just recently in past what couple years, the woman was finally like <coughs> the um. The thought the store clerk mm-hmm. was like finally. Um, I don't want to say she was put on. I think she was like put on trial for like her involvement and like how she kind of caused it, in like the past couple years. Yeah. Um, I think they threw it out. I'm not 100, percent but I think only two of the men like went away for like a short period of time. No, yeah, it wasn't gonna be for any length. But it was so well done. The like the cinematography and the colors were beautiful. The acting was amazing. Tough to watch, but it was really well done. Where did you watch it? Oh no, you bought it. Yeah, it was on demand. Um or oh, let's see um, Amazon. I got the app right here. Um but if y'all want a history lesson, you need to watch it. And um Apple TV, Amazon. You can rent it for $19.99. Yeah, which is a lot of money, but it was it's brand new. Um it was just beautiful. Yeah. Sad, but beautiful. Wow. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. Short and sweet <laughs> one today, guys. Sorry. Um, oh, God. I, I'm we're, like losing We're it. tired and sick, and Amanda has to go home and rest. Yeah. So we will see y'all next week. With some more things. And maybe we'll scare Joe again, like last week. No, don't I don't want to. No, I don't want to do that. I, no. What do you mean? Mm-mm. I think it's fun. Mm. I I literally had like anxiety bubbling right in here as you were talking. I wanted to cry. I think I had to force a cry because I that's how bad it was. I'm not doing that again. Goodbye. Okay, bye. <laughs>